And if you could be in a some sort of obvious group of four or five people, because hopefully we're going to pray for some time. So if you just need to move around sort of and get, get adjusted so you don't have to move together. I mean, it can be three, four, five, it doesn't matter, but... Um, Uh, so what we've tried to do is uh, we've had congregational meetings called vision meetings once a year. And at least for this year, we've decided to do them uh, in between the discipleship training modules. That way, we don't have to tear everything down and do a meal. And we have child care, and we're already here on a Sunday. So we're trying to just pick off different things that we're doing at Christ Community Church that might get told at a vision banquet. Uh, but we're going to try to tell them throughout the time as we go through this year uh, at these moments. So let me pray for us, and then we'll get started. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for this church. All of our souls have benefited from being here, and you've strengthened us with your word and your people and your Holy Spirit and You've given these members a specific charge, uh, as Sam Kennedy preached today, to, to represent you. You all are a part of the church, and I pray that, that we're doing that well, caring for one another, ministering to the needs inside, and proclaiming and ministering to the needs outside. So continue to be our guide and help us to have the courage to walk in your way. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so the first thing we want to do is we have discipleship training classes that last about seven or eight weeks, and they're segmented. So we have a sec- two segments in the fall, and we just did one, and uh, the second one starts next week uh, for the next segment, and Carl is going to talk about those. Hey, good morning. Uh, we will have two classes um, starting, well, kind of next week. Uh, the first one is going to be taught by Chuck Marzon and Mark DeCosmaker. It's called Growth Groups. It's really for uh, people who are interested in small group leaders uh, leadership or who are leading small groups. So it's designed for that. Uh, Chuck has already emailed a list of people that he is interested in having to take that class. Um, but if you are interested, so it's somewhat of a closed class, if you will, but if you're interested in leading a group and you haven't heard from Chuck, uh, reach out to Chuck, who will raise his hand. Uh, thank you, um, and he'll get in touch with you. Um, that class will meet in the small group. The only thing, it will not start next week. It will start the week after that, uh, and so that'll be in the small group Sunday school class. In the large group class uh, will be a study of the reason for God. Uh, it's a Tim Keller study. Uh, it's on doubts, uh, Christian doubts, like is the Bible really true? Um, is Christianity really the only religion? Uh, I have a homosexual friend. Does God really love that person? Um, and I just want to read, now I'm screwing up Paul's computer, just a couple lines from his intro. Uh, a faith without some doubts is like a human body without any antibodies in it. People who blithely go through life too busy or indifferent to ask hard questions about why they believe as they do will find themselves defenseless against either the experience of tragedy or the probing questions of a smart skeptic. 
Um, as we reach out into the community, we're going to run into people who have lots of these kinds of doubts. And if you don't, haven't worked them out in your own mind and haven't figured them out for yourself, it's going to be hard for you to engage in them. And so this is a video-based study, about half video, half discussion. Uh, we will meet in the large group room. Tom Schramm uh, and also Mark DeCosmaker, who's a little bit of an overachiever, uh, is going to be teaching that class. Um, you don't need the book, uh, but I highly recommend it if you want to get it. So that's it. All right, so you'll get more information about that through a newsletter or email, uh, but thank you, Carl and Chuck and Mark. All right, so a couple of uh, things. I, I'm, my goal this morning is to, to talk for 15 or 20 minutes and then to pray for about 15 or 20 minutes. So uh, I'm going to do the talking up front, and uh, these are just little highlight highlighted things that you should know about, and maybe you already do know about them. But you, you should have gotten an email from uh, us about the elder shepherding groups and that you're in an elder shepherding group. If you're a member of the church, you're in an elder shepherding group. So, for instance, this is Jeremy Holdsworth Elder Shepherding Group. And you should have already received an email from the church saying, hey, we have this new program about elder shepherding groups. You're in a group, and then here's an attachment that tells you which group you're in. So if you haven't received that, then you need to let Carly know. And then you should have also received an email from the elder. So if you're in Jeremy's group, you should have already received an email just from him. Hey, I'm Jeremy Holdsworth. I'm your elder. Here's my contact information. So if you haven't gotten that, then that's on our side. And if you would let Carly know that. But this is how they're all structured. And I just wanted to put this up there for as an example of how we're changing the first uh, one, two, three, four names up there are people who are not currently right now in a small group or a community group. The other names here are in a community group. And the way we've structured it now is to put community groups together because we realize a lot of eldering, a lot of help is going to come through a community group. Hey, I've got a problem in my with my work, I've got a problem in my marriage, I've got a problem with a, a kid, whatever that is, those issues almost always come up in the course of a community group. And almost all of them get care or get addressed or you get help in that community group. And it doesn't, you don't need, those things don't rise into the level of needing help from an elder. But with some frequency, some big issue comes up that an elder either should know about and pray for you about or should know about and try to get involved with uh, you. And so in this case, for Jeremy, he's going to be connected to the Marables and to the Coopers. And those people, the Marables and the Coopers, are going to communicate to Jeremy, hey, you might need to know something about um, Jeff and Louisa Belk, for example. Does that make sense? It just makes it easier than having 40 people in your group that aren't connected in any way, and you're trying in some way with, with not great success being connected to them. That means we really want you to be in a community group. That helps your soul and also helps us shepherd you. So if you're not in a community group, we understand there are times that you're not, but we really want you to be in one. And again, you can call Chuck or you can call Carly, and they'll get you involved with one. And if you haven't received one or two notices about this already, then check your email because uh, maybe you, you didn't, you deleted it. But if you haven't, then call Carly and she'll make sure she gets that information to you. All right. Uh, secondly, here's a, a brief little financial picture. 
the capital campaign, as you remember, our goal was to raise $1.2 million, and to date we have uh, been pledged uh, well, wow. 1,161,000. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Very good. Thank you all. So we're $39,000 short of our goal. Probably we'll get there by the end. Uh, this is the amount received. Here's the best news right here. The mortgage, you see that a year ago was the million 13,000 and today it's 341. So we are making great moves on that. We hope that uh, probably by maybe this time next year, we won't have the mortgage anymore. Uh, so we're also uh, keeping some funds for, uh, that's not on here. Uh, yeah, CCC 2.0 fund. That's not 550,000. I think that's 55. I wish it was 550,000. But part of the $1.2 million, if you remember, $1 million was for the mortgage and the .2 were some projects and things that were going to happen around here. And so some of the money is put in that fund. So we have $55,000 in that fund to spend on things that might be a new camera or something in the lobby or something with El Cuerpo. There's all kinds of different things this money gets spent on. Uh, just in case you don't know how to read your bulletin, and this gets the reason I'm saying is because I get a lot of questions about this. We take our budget, which I think is $950,000, something like that, and we divide it by 52, and we come up with $18,000. So you see every every time when you look in the bulletin, it says we need $18,000 this week. This that's one fifty-second of all the money that we need. And then we get $15,000, and we're $3,000 short. Does that make sense? Just so you know it. And you know uh, that a lot of giving happens in December, so the giving isn't, isn't regularized over 12 months. And so when we're down this, uh, this Sunday, 30000 you might be like, oh, my gosh, are they hitting the panic button at Christ Community? And the answer to that is no. Of course, we'd be happy if it was zero, if anyone wants to zero that out just here this morning. We'll keep uh, everybody in until we do. No. Uh, but we know that a lot of money is going to come in December, and we'll make that up. So we don't have any reason to be concerned in, at this point about that number. Uh, this time last year to this time this year, I think our uh, giving has increased, what is it, Mark, 8% or something like that. Yeah, so that's a lot. I mean, year over year, to increase your giving by 8% has been good. So we feel great about that. And if you have any questions, really the best person to ask on that is Mark. Uh, the clinic, uh, one thing I wanted to mention about the clinic, uh, that was mentioned last time uh, with great significance. And they've had two uh, clinics so far, so they meet at twice a month. And the goal is to see as many patients as you can, uh, but so far in these two times, each time they've been able to see eight patients. There's one doctor, so in two hours, you know, you're seeing a patient every 15 minutes, plus you have an interpreter with you, so it kind of doubles the time. And a couple of things I just wanted you to know is thank you for your support. It's been really great. The volunteers, many of the volunteers come from Christ Community Church, but especially the interpreters, a lot of those come from outside the church. And um, Wendy, who runs it, has said, hey, I always get emails from them saying, thank you for letting us be involved. 
We're so excited to serve our own community. We're so excited to hear about this from your church. I mean, it's really been a great ministry to the people who have volunteered. And so that's been great. Everybody who's come through has had a chance to see a social worker as well. And almost all of them last time saw the social worker because they have other needs other than physical needs. And more than half of them come and see the person who's praying for them. And and the first time that was me and the second time that was Trevor. So it's probably going to be me or an elder in the time we're in here praying for the things that they need. Same thing. They come in with an interpreter. How can we pray for you? They pour out their hearts because I don't think they have that kind of interaction with people very often, and it's really a joy to to pray for them. So lots of great things happening in that. One other thing that Wendy wanted me to mention is that in the first two, uh, we have 20 volunteers. They come at 6, maybe even 5.30. So they've decided to try, the, the church has decided to try to provide meals, and one small group did it, uh, the first time and the second time somebody else said, hey, I would just like to be the person responsible for taking care of that. What a, I mean, the, to me, see, that's just seeing something, seeing a hole, I'm going to step in and fill the hole, you know. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure food gets here, however it happens, for 20 people who come, you know, right from work and then serve for two or three hours. So it's really a, a great, great, great thing. Uh, let's see, the connections team, Claude, where's Claude. Claude, you're going to come up and say something about the Connections team. This is all the folks that you see, uh, greeters and otherwise, on Sunday morning. Thank you, Claude. Sir. Uh, Good morning. I'm Claude, as Paul just said. Uh, I want to read a passage in Scripture. This is from Matthew 9, uh, 37. Then Jesus said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Um, as you all know, the connection team is kind of a kind of a catch-all ministry. It's, our goal is to help usher people into worship, literally, and uh, we do that by greeting people at the door, giving out bulletins, preparing coffee to serve, and serving coffee. Um, working the information desk, things like that. And probably most of y'all, y'all are on a team, but we need help because the, with the addition of another service, that doubles the number of people that need to serve. And so I'm going to ask for two things. Number one, as Jesus, it's always, you're always in good company when Jesus is asking you to pray for something, right? So Jesus is asking us to pray for laborers. So I'm asking you, along with Jesus, to pray for more laborers for that particular ministry, the Connections ministry. And secondly, if you're not on a team, there are six team leaders. They serve one month, twice a year, and then they're asked to serve for different you know, special events like next Sunday, the fall festival. There are a couple teams asked to serve. So it's not that big of a commitment. And obviously, the, the, the weight's on the shoulder of each of the leaders, which I'm very grateful for. And, uh, but anyway, just pray. Pray to, uh, to the Lord and see, you know, Lord, do you want me to help be a part of this ministry? It's not, doesn't take a lot of preparation. All you have to do is show up with a smiling face and, uh, and a willing heart, and, and that's all that's required. So thank you. 
That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah. How many times does somebody, not the team leader, come during that month? Do they come all four weeks or twice, or what do they do? Um, so did, I guess you heard the question, how many times do you come? It's actually up to you. And, see, that's one of the things we're trying to work out. I think the team leaders would probably agree with me on this. We've been trying to use the planning center, uh, which is an app. Um, I don't know how that's working out. But, but the way it's supposed to work out is – you, the, the volunteer uh, that's a part of a team when it's your month, you go to the planning center and you select, I want to hand out bulletins on the first and the third Sunday at 8.30. And, and then you, you click on your button and then you're signed up for that. And then the team leader can go to the app and see, okay, I've got everybody, but I don't have anybody at the welcome center for the third Sunday. That's the way it's supposed to work. <laughs> It's not working out that way. And I, I think uh, uh, one of the things I want to try to tweak is with serving on the sound team, Ty and, and Sam used to do this, send, sent out things, would you serve on this Sunday? And I think that's probably because then it's just a matter of yes or no. You know, I think that's a much easier way to do, and maybe we could have a system where the, the team leaders send out to their teams Invites to serve in different things. Why are you about to laugh? Well, that, I didn't want to work out that problem right here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hey, I got, I got thank you, Claude. <laughs> was so wonderful. Make sure you speak next time as well. <laughs> uh, I really what what I wanted Claude to say, and now I know I should have said it. Uh, is you know when you when you join a team you're not working all 8 weeks you know uh you might work once or twice or three times you get to choose how many times are in there and the system apparently isn't perfect that we'll be working on uh so thank you claude uh so uh, i'm glad claude's my friend uh a couple other things here before we pray some other things that are happening just the fall festival next weekend uh, which you all know about, it'll be, as it has been announced. Uh, the Inquirer's class we had, I think it was two weekends ago, and 30 people attended, so that was a great, always great. Some of you all are here this morning. Uh, we have the Interracial Bible Study that starts uh, not, not this coming week, but the week after. So three uh, uh, historic black churches, three white churches get together. Usually there's 15 or 20 from each church that get together. And we meet four times, and we have a little Bible study time, a conversation about uh, our Bible study, and then we have a sort of a current event issue that's wrapped around issues of race that are always problematic in our culture. And you get to sit at a table with people who look different than you and talk about these things. How do you process them? How do you think about them? How, why do you think this way about this issue politically or anything else? So it's really a great, great time to be together, and sometimes... If you're like me, you get in circle, certain circles and everybody just looks like you. Uh, so it's good to hear voices from uh, a different perspective, especially our brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, there'll be an angel tree that uh, starts, I think, uh, in the month of November, maybe even earlier. Sharon could tell us that. Uh, but this is uh, stuff that you you pull off a card and you buy things that go to uh, the kids at, in the tutoring program and, uh, and other places. So letting you know about that. Last thing I want to mention before we pray is we are still looking for someone to hire, and me, maybe me most of all. Um, 
And we don't have anybody yet. We've had lots of uh, applications, uh, but if you've been in the hiring process, you know, you know, get a lot, it's not hard to get applications. And so uh, we've called a few of those folks, and, you know, after a phone call, only a few people have made it past sort of the first phone call. And uh, Greg Norfleet, if you were here a couple weeks ago, who preached, he was a candidate that we had been considering, but have decided not to go forward on him. So... Really, we are back to, to ground zero and our starting point. And we do, there are always names that are kind of floating out. Sam Kennedy had given me a name of a guy who was coming off the RUF staff that might be a possibility. So there's always names that percolate around. But I would have hoped by October we would have had something that felt a little bit more hopeful. Um, thankfully, because of people like Claude and others who have stepped in and Chuck, you know, to take over uh, pieces of our ministry and you guys' patience, it's going well. I don't think the wheels are rolling off, but you get to a day like today and David's gone because he's in the Philippines and the person that Sam would be is not here. And, and you just, you know, questions come at me and I'm like, man, we just need... We need this other person to take care of like things like Claude would have said uh, today and a bunch of other things. So if you could just uh, pray for that process, and I know many of you are, but just don't. We, we don't want to hire the wrong person. We're probably more committed to that than anything else because we can work with, we have a great staff, really great staff, and, uh, and you all are great. So we don't want to introduce somebody that would make that much harder on any of us. But I wanted you to let, let you know about that. The other two things, and I'm sorry, Ty Peterson isn't here. But Ty Peterson is somebody that nobody, very few people know. Uh, but he's so important, and he sits back in the sound booth. But he got sick this morning, so he wasn't able to be here. But I just wanted you to say thank you to Ty at some point because he comes here before anybody gets here on Sunday morning. He sets everything up. He checks all the sound. He does all the slides. He does everything that you wouldn't see unless it doesn't go right. And then you would know, hey, somebody back in that sound booth didn't do their job today. And so Ty does a great, great job of that. And he's a thank, thank, thankless warrior on that, and we want to be thankful to him. And then Richard Troutman, uh, maybe about a month ago or so, walked into the office, and his wife volunteered him to do work around the church. And uh, I, told, I, told, I told Richard, I said, look, I, you need to go home and pray about this because uh, I don't want your wife to volunteer you right here on the spot. But Richard's been a great blessing to us uh, just personally. Uh, but he's here more than I am. I mean, he's always here uh, fixing a door, fixing an ice machine, fixing something. And so thank you, Richard, for your service. It's, again, these are things that happen. And if I don't bring them to your attention, you might not know somebody's doing all this stuff. But all the things that Richard does, all the things that Ty does, if they don't get done, everyone would notice them pretty quickly. And uh, we're grateful for those people. All right, so we got about uh, maybe 20 minutes here. And I want to pray through uh, some passages uh, for the church and for us in uh, the book of Isaiah. And if you want to turn to them, that's fine. But if you don't, I'm going to have them up on the screen. And I uh, spent a week, uh, this past week, I spent time uh, just on a little bit of a, a rest and uh, in prayer and some preparation for some things. And I read through the book of Jeremiah. And the book of Jeremiah is a challenging book for a pastor because he gets called into a very difficult social political circumstance 
the people of God had walked away from God. And there's a reoccurring phrase, they've worshipped the things their hands have made. And it just was such a, I don't know, it's just a hard, hard phrase to keep reading because I think I could do that. I could easily say, look what we've done, you know. And I know you could do it. You could look at things. And, and you don't bow down and worship them and sing songs to them, but they become the center of your life. They, they somehow move in the center, and that's that, the things that you put together are the most important things. And Jeremiah is saying they're not, it's not that they're unimportant, but they can't be God, and you've moved those things into that place. And so he has a, several different uh, passages here. And what I want to do is I want to take about maybe three or four minutes and I, and I'll move that I'll, you, you don't have to worry about the time. I'll figure that out, but I'm going to, we're going to pray for three or four minutes, just about the greatness of God, which Jeremiah recognizes. Then I want you to pray for wisdom, which again, we'll read a verse and talk about that. Then I want to, I want you to pray for us as a church that we wouldn't, we would walk away from the world and we would walk towards the ancient path. And then finally, I want to pray for the restoration of souls. So if you just find yourself in your group of three or four, and uh, I'll read the verse, and then you just get in your little group and just pray. You can use the scripture here, and then I'll just interrupt you and say, hey, let's move to the next, uh, let, next verse, and, um, and we'll go through uh, th- this um, in the next 20 minutes or so. So here's the first verse. I'll read it, and then we'll turn and pray with each other. O Lord God, you yourself made the heavens and earth by your great power and with your outstretched arm. So Jeremiah is going back to Genesis chapter 1. Nothing is too difficult for you. It's it's such a great verse. Great and mighty God whose name is the Lord of armies. The one great counsel and powerful in action. Your eyes are on all the ways of the children of men in order to reward each person according to his ways and as the result of his actions. You performed signs and wonders in the land of Egypt and still you do it today, both in Israel and among all mankind. You made a name for yourself, as is the case today. You brought your people out of Israel with signs and wonders, with a strong hand and an outstretched arm. So let's take a few minutes just to pray about the greatness of God and thank God for his greatness. And then I'll come back here in just a couple minutes.